everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is December 13th. Today, we're going to continue in the family proclamation to the world, and we're going to take a look at paragraph number two. Paragraph number two says, all human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God. Each is a beloved son or daughter of heavenly parents, and as such, each has a divine nature and destiny. Gender is an essential characteristic of individual, premortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. Now, I love that this is the very first principle that's taught. After the thesis statement that's given in paragraph one, this idea that marriage is ordained of God and that families are central to God's plan for his children, the very next thing that we are taught about here is our eternal nature, our identities as sons and daughters of God. Now, this is one of my favorite topics to speak about, whether it's a DFY or firesides, different things. I love talking about this principle of understanding who we are, but also understanding whose we are. Nowhere is the power of understanding our eternal nature more obvious and more powerful than in the book of Moses. If you'll remember in the book of Moses, God reveals himself to Moses. And three times in just four verses, the Lord is going to teach Moses about who he is. Remember, he shows up and he speaks face to face with Moses and he says, and behold, thou art my son, wherefore look and I will show thee the workmanship of my hands, but not all for my works are without end and also my words for they never cease. Wherefore, no man can behold all my works except he behold all my glory and no man can behold all my glory and afterwards remain in the flesh. And I have a work for thee, Moses, my son. And thou art in the similitude of mine only begotten, and mine only begotten is and shall be the Savior, for he is full of grace and truth. But there is no God besides me, and all things are present with me, for I know them all. And now, behold, this one thing I show thee, Moses, my son, for thou art in the world, and now I show it unto thee. So here in this verse, and in this moment with the Lord, God is going to show Moses exactly who he is. He's saying, Moses, look at my works. Look at all that I have created. And then he says one more thing that's even more powerful. Moses, you're my son. Look who I am. Look at all I've done. And look, you come from me. And in this moment, he shows Moses who he is and what he's capable of in powerful, powerful ways. Now, what's so fascinating to me about this story is here after Moses has this experience with the Lord and has this experience in understanding really for the first time his own identity, because if you'll remember, Moses is floated down the river. He's raised as an Egyptian. He most likely didn't look like anyone in his house or his home or his family. He probably didn't look like his friends. In fact, there are some biblical scholars that believe that the word Moses means son of no one. And so here Moses has this experience where he beholds God in his glory. And not only that, God in his glory says, Moses, you are my son. You are like me. You are not a son of no one. You are a son of God. And in this moment, he has this clarity of who he is and of what he can do and the strength and the power that he can have. And then God leaves him alone for a time to reflect on the things that he's learned. And in that moment, Satan shows up because that's kind of what he does. 
when we have these moments where we feel strong and powerful, when we have these spiritual manifestations, the adversary always kind of tries to show up to ruin it for us, right? It always happens. He's been doing the same thing for thousands and thousands of years. And here Moses has this powerful, powerful spiritual experience and the adversary shows up. And I want you to notice the first thing that he says to Moses. Verse 12, it says, and it came to pass when Moses had said these words, behold, Satan came tempting him saying, Moses, son of man, worship me. Notice the first thing that the adversary attacks. Moses, son of man. Now Moses knew better. He had just been taught from God himself who he was. He had just been shown by God in all his glory that he was a son of God. But Satan, understanding the power that can come into our lives when we truly understand not only who we are, but whose we are, the adversary comes in to try to destroy that knowledge for Moses, tries to tempt him, tries to get him to worship him. But look at how Moses fights off these temptations. He says, Who art thou? For behold, I am a son of God, in the similitude of his only begotten. And where is thy glory that I should worship thee? He was able to fight off temptations with a knowledge of who he is. And my friends, I testify that the same is true for you and I in our lives. We are better able to withstand the temptations of the adversary when we have a clearer understanding of who we are and whose we are. But the adversary is constantly trying to ruin that identity for us. He's constantly trying to pull our focus away from that identity because he understands that when we understand that identity, his power over us or his ability to influence us is greatly weakened. So every day in our lives, he gives us these son of man moments. He tries to make us compare ourselves to other people and to feel bad about it. He tries to get us to believe that we can't do things, that we have no influence, that we're not as funny as so-and-so or not as spiritual as so-and-so, that we don't look as cute as so-and-so. He tries to get us to believe lies about ourselves so that we focus more on what we aren't rather than who we are. Sherry L. Du once said, speaking at a women's conference, so I'll substitute women for the word children or people, she said, Satan, of course, knows how spiritually potent the knowledge of our divine identity is. He hates children of the noble birthright. He hates us because he is almost out of time. While we are en route to everlasting glory, he hates us because of the influence we have on our spouses and children, family and friends, the church and even the world. It is no secret to him that we are the Lord's secret weapon. Thus, it should not be a surprise that the master of deceit is going all out to keep us from comprehending the majesty of who we are. He offers an array of seductive but sorry substitutes, everything from labels and logos to titles and status, hoping to preoccupy us with the world's artificial identifiers. Clearly, Satan wants us to see ourselves as the world sees us, not as the Lord sees us, because the world's mirror is like a circus mirror in which a 5 foot 10 inch woman appears 2 feet tall. It distorts and minimizes us. Satan tells us that we're not good enough, not smart enough, not thin enough, not cute enough, not clever enough, not anything enough. And that is a big, fat, devilish lie. My friends, it is my testimony that we have power in understanding our identity. 
Now we've been singing about our identities since primary, right? We've been singing, I am a child of God and he has sent me here. But have we let that identity sink deep within our hearts? Have we allowed that identity to become the driving force of our actions and of our faith? Do we allow that identity to help us make decisions in moments of temptation? It's my testimony and my belief and my experience that the more we understand who we are and whose we are, the more we are able to feel of the love that our Father in Heaven has for us. And the more we can feel that love and the more frequently we can feel that love, the more laughable the temptations of the adversary seem. Just like Moses saw God face to face, saw his glory, and then Satan comes along and says, worship me. Moses was able to distinguish between the glory of God and the counterfeits of the adversary because he had that relationship with God. And my friends, it's my testimony that as we develop that relationship with God, and as we begin to let him truly teach us about our identity and about our possibilities, we can become stronger and stronger in our faith and stronger and stronger against the adversary. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.